This episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Genius Brand. Supplements in a variety of categories to help you optimize everything. From multivitamins to brain health to staying fit, there's something to help you reach your peak performance. For me, it has become wedding season, and with wedding season comes an extraordinary amount of celebrations, which tends to come with a healthy dose of dehydration. But with Genius Electrolytes, I can minimize those feelings of uneasiness and bounce back much quicker. It is packed with vitamin C and all those precious minerals you need to hydrate. It tastes great, and it is void of sugar and artificial flavors and colors. I also frequent the Genius Greens because I love to eat, but I've been blessed with a sensitive gut. So keeping my gut health in check is of utmost importance for me. It's got all the good green and blue plants that you should be consuming, and it even has lion's mane for cognitive support. Always a fan of uh, being able to sneak those shrooms into something. So uh, they've got a bunch of supplements, so be sure to check them out at thegeniusbrand.com and use code QUALITY at checkout for 15% off of your order. Whether it's cognitive support, gut health, or fitness, Look no further and unlock your genius today. The Quality Goods Podcast is also brought to you by Snap. Everyone has got a smartphone these days, but most mobile accessories are cheap, ugly, or they just don't work well together. But Snap has set out to change that by making elegant, customizable, and super functional phone accessories that don't suck. From their flagship retractable grip, which is also magnetic and uh, a hell of a lot more low profile than your standard grips and pop sockets, to sleek wireless chargers and mounts, their accessories are sure to impress and make your daily phone usage much more comfortable. So check them out at osnap.com or just simply follow the link in our Instagram bio to shop their lineup of great accessories and get 15% off when you use code QUALITY at checkout. Who knows, they might have you saying, oh snap! Damn, that was cheesy, but uh, go do it. Link in bio, code QUALITY, check out, 15% off. Get one for yourself and your loved ones. Peace. What is good, quality listeners? This episode of the podcast features an unsung hero and community figure here in Oakland, California, Miss Angelique Austin. As the owner and director of One Rose of Unity, Angelique provides low-cost room and board for low-income individuals who need a little assistance gaining and maintaining their independence. As someone who has been through some trying times herself, Angelique was eager to help when she was afforded the opportunity to do so, utilizing her spare bedroom in her apartment to house some folks that needed a little extra assistance. She has since grown her organization to encompass six homes in the Oakland area where she houses veterans, homeless, parolees, and those suffering from various mental illnesses. The safe havens that she and her family provide have helped many retain their respect, dignity, and independence, and she is on the path to growing to be able to serve even more of the community. Her story is one of empathy and compassion, and I think we can all use a little more of that in our lives right about now. So check out this great conversation with a different kind of entrepreneur and see how helping others can lead to true success in your community. With that said, let's get into it and see what's good. Quality, 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 quality goods. Quality, 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 quality goods. What is going on, good people? You are tuned into the Quality Goods Podcast. I am Chris Beatty. And I'm Anson Jay. And today we have a guest joining us from our own hometown here in Oakland. 
We have Angelique Austin, the owner and director of One Rose of Unity, joining us this afternoon. How are you doing, Angelique? I'm doing well today. Thank you. It's a hot one this weekend. I hope you're staying cool. I'm trying my best. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's all we can do. That's all we can do. Yes. Yeah, it was a pretty overcast month and then, yeah, it just kind of picked up the last few days. We'll take it. Summer decided to show up all in one weekend. Yeah. All in one weekend, okay? (laughs) Uh, Angelique is joining us. Like I said, she's from Oakland. Uh, She runs One Rose of Unity. Why don't you just start by telling us about some of the services that you provide? I think you can do a a little more justice than I can. I provide a woman board, three meals a day, all utilities and basic cable for the community. People that are in the like mental health, homeless, um, parolees, veterans, anybody that's in the, that has low income. Or services that we uh, can use a lot around here. Just living in Oakland, I see it all the time. So we're blessed to have someone like you in the community. Most definitely. And especially, you know, kind of amplified during the COVID times too, where a lot of people are looking for yeah, just answers of how to, you know, navigate this, you know, new lifestyle that we're all dealing with. So it is a most definitely, yeah, definitely yes. a good time for um, to be able to try to help, you know, where we can. Right. And like I said, I'm here really for the community. You know, you have people that's in need, like I said, in mental health. Uh, it's hard for them to find housing. You have the veterans as well. That's it's hard for them to find housing. And it's all about the income. And that's where it's affordable and everything that comes with it. I mean, it's hard enough for everyday folks to find housing around here with yeah. the, the way that the rent market has been going. Right, most definitely. So I can only imagine the struggles that somebody that is low income has in, in trying to find room and board. Right, most definitely. What inspired you to start helping those in need in the community? It goes way back. Uh, I've been working with mental health for over 20 years. So it started with me in the hospitals helping, uh, you know, the elderly. And then from from there, I grew to, I met someone and she had her own houses. And so I worked up under her for like five years and I enjoyed it. And it was extensive mental health. And so when I got up in there, you know, it was, it was challenging, but also it was something that I really wanted to do. And I think it was around my birthday and it was December. And I decided to open up my own, start from my home, out to the community. You mentioned mental health, but I want to expand upon that a little bit. Luckily, mental health is being discussed a lot more nowadays, but I think yeah. people still have a, they still misconstrue what mental health actually means. So maybe you can uh, expand upon like some of the things that you see and that you, you have to address. So when you say, okay, so mental health, when I'm speaking on that is schizophrenia bipolar, um, they're independent, but also they need reminding, reminding of showers. I have to prepare the meals. Also I'm reminding them to take their medication. They're still independent, but they still need a little guidance, a little structure, you know, um, <clears throat> Just keeping things in order for them, to showing them how to be able to go back to the community and be able to be on their own. What are some of the circumstances that can lead to these folks ending up in this difficult position where they need a little guidance? It could go way back to the family. It could go way back to their childhood days of abuse. Uh, it, is, it's, it goes beyond and it's bigger than what I can even imagine. And now it fell in place in my family. So it was dysfunctional. And so I was already aware as I got older. And like I said, um, mental health, it goes all different ways. You know, um, it's hard to explain, you know, but I'm, I'm with them 12 hours a day. So I get to know each individual differently. I could just have a conversation. I'll see if they go another direction. You know, we could be talking about one thing and then they'll go somewhere else with it. So it all it's like me being hands on, but it's very like, difficult to explain it. But like I said, most I deal with is schizophrenia, bipolar. Yeah, and I think that there's even that, too, where maybe if you're dealing with two people who are diagnosed with, you know, say bipolar, that doesn't mean they're going to have the same symptoms or you can approach yeah. helping them the same ways. Right. So it's like. Right. Exactly. Case by case, just like we're all different people as it is. Right. You know, you have to you know factor that in. Um and, you know, you kind of touched on it. Like you said, you started this 20 years ago. Um, so working with the elderly. And I think 
especially during that time because it, mental health wasn't as you know spoke about that is probably the community most people would think about are just like the elderly but everyone can use help at you know different stages in their life for different reasons you know so right. i mean i think it's um something that like you say kind of came to your to your sites you know while working there and realizing like wow we i mean i can use help on a daily basis you know just oh, yeah. trying to figure out life so having those people whether it be from you know like you said the veterans and you know things like that but has there been a big change like when, like you said it's even hard for you to explain you know like the like mental health in general but how how has it changed since when you first started getting into it compared to like what the challenges are now like explaining how to help people or, or like how you um, connect the people with, you know, the services you could bring them. So what I do is it took a long time, but I got out here to, I got inside of John George, um, interviewing the clients. And like I said, each one is different. You have the extensive mental health, and then you have mental health that has an opportunity and a chance. And when I say it like that is, uh, you have the Napa state mental health that, or when they come to the society or to the community or whatever, it's hard for them to cope and deal with it. They're used to the hospital status, but then you have the independent that are able to cope with society. They just need a loving, caring place to be. With them, what I noticed with working with mental health, they need a little structure. They need a little love TLC. Um, it plays a big part. To me, it plays a big part. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like Anza said, like we can all use a little bit of guidance. Being independent, it's it's not always easy. Most definitely. Yeah, and it's hard for to to seek out the help because you know even though you know we talk about community a lot, it really isn't like that out there. You know, like you hear so many people like, oh, I do it on my own, or like you're looked down upon by needing the help. You know, you should be able to just suck it up and and move forward. You know, and like be get tougher skin, but that's just not the reality. You know, like I'm not always every day able to function the way I did the day before, you know, right. and, uh, it's just, it's, a, it's a lot, you know, and I think it's good that, you know, that people can even, you know, look for those services, but like, how do those, you know, kind of people like connect in general? Like it's gotta be a lot of feeling of loss of like, all I'm told is that I'm not able to function in this way that everyone else does. But like, Sometimes, do they even know how to ask for that help sometimes? I mean, yes, it seems do. like that would be pretty difficult too. Most of them have case management or they when they go mm. inside of John George Fairmont Kaiser Hospital, they all have social workers in there. So when they come in, it's already on their caseload or they're asking okay. for assistance. But when they go in there, they'll provide them with case management. Case management will contact uh, assistant livings. Us, we're considered the lower level. Room and boards are a little lower level than you have boarding cares, which are more licensed, which are there for people that need doctors on site immediately. Mm. Um, with, the, with me, uh, independent room and board, like I said, is more affordable. We don't have all those sort of services that uh, boarding care, assistant living, what have you has. So when they need the help, they go through the case manager through the hospitals. And that's mm-hmm. how they connect to us. And you try to see what fits best with what you're able to provide, I'm guessing. something like Well, that. when they contact me, they ask me, uh, I don't take wheelchair because that's real difficult. They need more care. Um, I'm more of uh, people being able to come in and be able to make a bed, be able to sit at the table and eat, uh, take their medication, reminding them to take it. And then they have a, not a problem with it. Um, it gets difficult and it's very challenging. Very challenging. How many properties are you servicing? Is it just one or do you have multiple properties? I have multiple properties. I have uh, several buildings downtown Oakland. Um, I have one I just opened on 35th Avenue. Beautiful location. I have multiple locations. Are these all people from the Oakland community that, uh, that you're housing? Yes, they come from either Oakland. I've had people from San Jose that come from out of state, that they come out here and uh, no family, no loved ones. They come out here and they get lost. And when they go to the hospital, I'm found. But is, how can I say this? Um, you have a lot of independent women boards that we're not even noticed out here. 
You know, you hear a lot of mental health, you hear a lot of boarding cares and assistant livings. And that's where we play our part as an independent woman board. We're not noticed out here to the community. And um, we need to be noticed because we are affordable for the ones. They sit them up in hot in the new hotels. They put them up in there and mental health can't take care of themselves. Not all, I can't say not all, Mm -hmm. but the majority um, you put up, you place them in here, but what about the meals? What about the reminders that they yeah. need? And they sit there and they tell, tear the hotels up and um, because there's no structure. There's, there's nothing there for them, for them to get that they need. And who's footing the bill for all that stuff? The governor and, and quite other, you know, the state. Yeah. And that's where we need to be noticed. Independent women boards need to be noticed as well. We need help too from the community. I need help from the governor. I need sheets and blankets and things like that to help to build the business, to make it better for these people that's in need. Homelessness, you know, as a lot of people around the country know, is a huge problem on the West Coast because we're a fair weather, you know, it never gets too cold so people can be on the streets all the time. So our, our homeless population, especially yeah, through COVID has kind of skyrocketed. And, uh, and you mentioned before that these people, they don't have families around here. There's no support system and they get lost. Mm -hmm. And uh, the purpose of this is to, to raise awareness for these issues. Yeah. I think a a lot of it, like you said, you know, with, you know, um, using these hotels and all that, it seems really just a band-aid for the yeah. bigger problem because it's not just them needing a place to stay. Like you said, it's someone helping them, you know, as a guide, you know, some, sometimes on a daily basis or sometimes, you know, weekly, whatever it may be, or someone who's really understanding them and hearing them. Because I think for the most part, especially when it comes to the unsheltered, like they get put into this box of like, oh, they don't want to work or things like that. And I, I just don't see that being the case. Like I've spoke, you know, to people on the street just from, you know, interacting while I'm out there. And there's so many different reasons why people are in the situation they're in. And a lot of us aren't that far from a situation like that. One, you know, thing in your life changes and then it changes the whole course of, you know, how you have to live. And then, you know, you don't get looked at like that. You're just like, oh, what happened? Like you had a job before. Now you don't, you know, and there's so many more things about that person's story that, isn't really known. I was just saying, I was, I was reading this morning about the, uh, you know, the, the rent and eviction moratorium, like that's yeah. expiring and we don't really have anything in place to help these people. And it's just really hard to even get those funds to the people that need them in the first place. Like you have to jump through like a million hoops and the system is just broken. And you know what? It's really scary because that's another thing that I'm dealing with is that I'm a good roaming board and I get very good ratings and compliments from a lot of case managers because they come view my property before they bring the people in. And so you have this, these different agencies that have all this funding for homeless and mental health. It's not just mental health, mm-hmm. it's homeless too. And they have all this funding and you're right. They, they put you through a lot of stuff just to get the help that's already there for you. Like housing, I've moved people in and I have to wait three to four months just to get a payment. And it's like, because you have a problem or an issue and I'm providing you the things that you need, these people are coming into the resident and they're happy and content with this housing. Where is their payment? I'm just not getting it. Because there's a lot of money in these agencies that are there for mental health and homeless that yeah, it's not getting they yeah, don't want to get distributed the correct way. Like it's not distributing it. They're using it for their own good purposes. They're picking, choosing who they want to place. If this money is there for them and they say uh, individual states, hey, I want to move into this particular room and board. Or I want to move into this particular housing. They give them a difficult problem and that's not fair for them because if this is what they want and they're independent why can't they have it definitely yeah and i think that's also lost on it too is the fact that it's not just they get to pick and choose it's a bunch of forms and a bunch yeah like you said like your place is getting checked out and then you know them working with caseworkers and all that and i mean the goal should be to just help these people out but it, just to get to the point of being able to assist people seems like it's so many loops to just get through yeah, but you know, it was a lot of fraud going on too. 
Um, they had a funding that was really big that came into the community and uh, it played a lot of part of the case management because a lot of people got arrested or got in a lot of trouble due to the fact uh, that the money wasn't going to the right people, to the right places. They were staying, people were living in garages. But then you have people like me that's down to earth, that's solid, that's really pushing for the community because I put a lot of footwork in what I do. I'm hands on with my people. I'm hands on with the community. I sit there and I do 12 hour shifts, seven days a week, just to provide the things that they need. And it gets difficult and it's very unfair. And like I said, um, the ones that do righteous by the community, they give us a difficult time when it's time for the payment to be made. Yeah, that's that's crazy that people can just set up shop in a garage and and call it, you know, assisted yeah, living. housing. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, so on paper, it, it's all good. But, you know, who actually came to inspect the property and then they're just taking yeah. government money to run a you know subpar mm -hmm. facility or if you can even call it that. Most definitely. Yes. Yes. I, I don't understand, but I will never understand. But I know what I do and what I do for the community is righteousness. And, um, you know, like I said, um, I do have a GoFundMe page for One Rose of Unity because I am seeking help because I'm looking mm -hmm. to grow bigger and expand my business for the community. I wanted to definitely touch more into the um, the GoFundMe and, and things of that nature. But before that, is there something that we can do in our communities to help get this the, the government funds to these right places? Like, is it voting? Is it, you know, just like getting more petitions out there as well? Because for sure, I would love to help on, on that side of, of these particular businesses that, you know, I agree with their ideas and all that. But also, you know, I do put money into the government and how can I, is there a way that we can ensure that it goes to these places better um, for you, you know, like rather than pick and choosing on the government side, is there, is there anything we can do from there? It's them getting to know who we are. I want them to know who independent room and boards are and what we really stand for. And I'm speaking only just for me. I can't speak for every and each, you know, independent mm -hmm. room and board, but I think that we need to be noticed. And that's why I'm here with you today because they don't notice us. I hear them speaking on boarding cares and so much about mental health. Well, I'm here. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm calling for help and I'm here to help those that's in need. And it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't have to be mental health. It doesn't have to be homeless. It could be someone that just lost everything mm -hmm. overnight. And I want to provide these nice places and the things that I offer to them. You know what I mean? So, um, it goes a long yeah, way. Absolutely. It goes a long way. But petitions are good. Um, I wrote the governor, was it a couple of, about a month ago, and I'm still waiting to hear from Governor mm. uh, Newsom. Going through his own shit right yeah. now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he says yeah. he's here for the community and mental health. Yeah. And this is where you see. I gave him the option, opportunity. I have somewhere where I want you to come see what I do. Come check me out. And um, put us on the map. Mm -hmm. Let us know, you know, help. The, we're here for I'm here for the community. Yes. So come help me. Yeah. And, you know, you're past the stages of it being an idea that you need funded. Like you're doing it already. You just need more support from, like you said, That's the right. other part of the community or you've already been out here. You're doing it for decades now, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's important. Like, you know, obviously, you know, from all, all sides of the government, there's always that of like, we're not putting money towards the right things. And um, yeah, I, I, that's why we try to have, we we're very excited to have you on because it is very important. Okay. You know, our whole thing with what we do is, is try to shine quality, especially in the Bay area where we're from. Um, and like, even hearing my sister, you know, just talk to me about what you've been doing, you know, with the little things she'll help you with is like, man, that's great that you're able to amazing. do things like that. Yeah. And it's just like, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and it's just inspiring. And I think that helps as well. And we'll definitely, you know, link more with the GoFundMe, but, but that's another part of it too, is sometimes I feel like I don't know how to help. And I don't always want to just donate money towards things that it'll get lost yeah. too. Cause a lot of these nonprofits aren't putting their money towards the right things as well, you know, or these other fundraisers. Right. And I don't know how to keep checking on them. I just, you know, have to hope that I pick the right ones that are doing good by, you know, what they say they're going to do. Bye right by us and you will never know unless you check in mm -hmm. you got to come in and check in i deal with a lot I, i'm a mother and i have four four children and six grandbabies and this is this is a family business 
one rose of unity came from my daughter. She's the one that, you know, said, hey, I think because we are family blossoming into a flower mm -hmm. and this is what this is what it is, you know. So um, the community is everything. Definitely. We need to pick each other up, you know, like I see crime and stuff out in the community and it, it breaks my heart sometimes. And it's like, how can I like reach out to these folks and let them know like this? This doesn't have to be the way, you know, like it doesn't, you don't have to fall on this because of hardships. There are other options. Most definitely there are options. And you're trying to find, you know, the, the ability to connect those people because that's really what it is. It's just especially in these big cities, it's just a feeling of being lost because they're they're forgotten, especially in Oakland compared to, you know, whatever it being San Jose or, Sac or, or San Francisco, like Oakland always you know, gets that little brother type syndrome of stuff when we need just as much help out mm -hmm. there as everywhere else, you know, and it's like Oakland's beautiful too, you know, but people don't want to shine light oh, on definitely. that as well. And it's like all that's lot. like when I tell people that aren't from out here, I live there. They're like, oh, like it's like it's fine, too. You know, there's great things to do there. Like you want to shine your light on that negative stuff like that's anywhere you go, you know, and I just think that's anywhere. Yeah. I think it's just important to make sure people understand that there's a lot of beauty, but it doesn't mean there's not work to be done. You know, I can love this place and know there's a lot of help that we can be giving and, you know, can be, uh, can be focused more into the right direction, you know, but. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. Most definitely. You know, with you starting, uh, you know, your, your own business up with this, uh, was there a, any particular challenge that stood out that maybe you weren't prepared for or kind of, what went a different direction than you first maybe thought it was going to be like? It was very challenging, um, very difficult, but I made it happen. And it takes a lot of footwork. You got to have strive. Mm -hmm. You got to have connections. Yeah. Absolutely. And so in order for me to get into those hospitals, I had to have a connection. I had to be able to get in there and shake hands and meet case managers and social workers. Not everyone liked me. Mm. But that was okay because I wasn't there for them. I was there for the yeah, client. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's a big thing that I go through today is that, you know, you meet case workers and I'm there for the community. They're supposed to be there too. Yes. I'm shaking their hand and, hey, I want to help this person and that person. And all of a sudden, you know, they send them another direction to somewhere that I turn around and that same person that came to me is out on the street again. Yeah. It's like, hello. You know, so um, where I started at, it, it took a lot. And I, you know, it was like I said, it was very challenging. Yeah. I went through a lot, but I'm here today. Definitely. And I, you know, I started at my apartment. It was a three bedroom apartment. And today I'm, I'm running six or seven mm, units. Wow. Yeah. And so I know God is pleased with my work because I wouldn't have made it this far. Yeah. And it takes a lot of, uh, it takes strength. Definitely. And especially your focus is on keeping it affordable. You know, like that's usually not the best yeah. way to get a lot of people on board because they're like, well, where's my incentive to put money in? It's like, well, the incentive is taking care of these people. That's basically all you want to do. You know, and unfortunately, money has to play a part in that. But if you like you said, if you keep it about that's your goal is to help as many people as possible. That's why you've been able to right. grow. And yeah, it takes a lot more strength than a lot of people can handle. I mean only imagine now let me tell you i have uh, 24 people that i take care of on a daily mm. and um that's just in one unit one property because it's a fourplex and each unit is three bedrooms one bath and so uh being able to hold down 24 people and making sure everybody is good it takes nothing but strength but it has imagine. to be in your heart too it, it has to come from the heart no other place you know so when you ask me going back is what could you do whatever comes to your heart that's what you put out there yeah. if it's petitioning it if it's you know just serving dinners uh bringing out clothing because a lot of these people don't have clothing or shoes or uh you know it's a lot of things that's needed out here so wherever your heart takes you that's which way you go yeah it's awesome i think that's is a good point to make is you know, don't try to make it this big thing that you've never encountered. Like, yeah, start with the things that you're used to. Like if, yeah, like if you know some people that make food or you do food, then yeah, that's probably a good place to start with, you know? And I've definitely tried mm -hmm. to help and like, you know, passing out whatever it be clothing or what it is, um, you know, cause that's something I, you know, I'm out there trying to do a little more. So yeah, that makes more sense to 
just find something that you're already kind of in. And like you said, having, having right. a network and, and leaning on those different people that you met throughout community, you know? Cause yeah, I mean, I think that's a big thing I've been stressing a lot too, is like no one's self-made, like you have to do it with the people around you. Yeah. And there's no point to being in these communities if you're not really here to serve the purpose of helping those, you know, that community you're in. Right. Most definitely. Most definitely. Now you're in the business of, you know, helping people be independent and, you know, like you said, it, it takes a little bit of guidance and structure to get them there. Because, uh, you know, this is not a, a permanent stay, you know, like your goal is to hopefully get them to be, you know, on their own. It varies from person to person. What does your success rate look like as far as like, you know, getting people across that threshold and like becoming independent? Well, you know, I do have a couple of success stories because yeah. uh there was a few people, you know, they got back to the level. But what the thing is, the scary thing is, is that they start taking the medication and it's consistent with it. And so I had a fam, I had a lady that left and went back to Baltimore and calls me and says, Angelique, I'm doing well. I'm with my kids. I'm with, you know, so I have a couple of success stories that people have moved on, got their own place. And that's what I'm here for. The ones that's in need that, uh, that's all they need is just a little push, yeah. you know, reminding them to take their meds and how important it is, giving them them good three meals, like you, how we used to eat back in the day, mm -hmm. you know, with your mom, you know, good food. And so um, by them having that and, and, and staying focused uh, can move them a long way. And like I said, I have a few success stories. Uh, a couple of people have moved on into their own and they still contact me to this day, working and, and all the good stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's really important to give second chances. You know, we all are deserving of second chances. And I think it's important right. that we have to keep that in mind that others are, you know, just as deserving of second chances. Right. I was given one. So that's why I'm here to try and to give others the same thing. Um, it's very important because, you know, at one point in my time, I wanted to give up. Mm. And, uh, you know, I came across some really good people, uh, you know, that that lifted me, not only that, but the higher power. Mm -hmm. And um, from there on, I've been pushing. And it, like I said, it's challenging, you know, and me having to support and deal and also have a family and grandkids. It plays a big part. It's all about family oriented, you know, and that's where it starts at, too. Yeah. Family is huge. It's troubling that, you know, a lot of people out there don't have their family around to support them. So it's, it's important for us to become their family, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And it comes in all, you know, kind of different forms, just the people that even in my time on this earth, you know, that have stayed in my life that I wouldn't have expected because of some chance meeting with them, you know, um, but being able to lean on those people in different times. And also with everyone's still going through their own thing, you know, like we all want to help each other out but you got to keep yourself you know going in the same instance you know like what do you do i mean to have to put the energy you do in there like what are some of the things you do to try to keep yourself going and and keep your strength up to be able to help as much as you do caramel ice coffee <laughs> <laughs> oh i love me a coffee too <laughs> it keeps me motivated but you know i've been doing this like i said i've been only open six years mm -hmm. but i've been in the field for quite a while and um it takes it takes us uh, it takes a soldier. This is like not easy because I deal with all kind of different personalities. Mm -hmm. And that's the number one thing you think that because you in the house, uh, everything is peachy is not. You know, I have the wild and out days. I've also had people that committed suicide. I've dealt with people, uh, you know, uh, it's just it's difficult. It's, no, I'm not going to say difficult. It's very challenging. Yeah. You know, trying to make it right and, and trying to give your best. And then you have the ones that respect your best. And then you have the ones that just want to be back in the streets. Yeah. That's a difficult and challenging thing. It's like, I'm providing you this good yeah. stuff. But they say, oh, no, I don't want this good stuff. I want to go back out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to let them go. Yeah. It's like, this is where you want to go. Then I can't hold you back. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's. Everything is challenging. Yeah. I mean, it's how you take on it. Mm -hmm. I'm a person that I'm going to take it on. 
um, I'm going to try it out. Mm-hmm. It's either you want to be here or you want to be out there. It's one or the other. Yeah, that's tough. You know, in order to help somebody, they have to want to be helped to some degree, you know, like a part exactly. of them has to be accepting of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, may- maybe they're not ready yet. Maybe one day those people will be ready and they'll remember the the warmth and kindness that you showed to them. But yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that's important. Like the strength that you have to go through is like, it's just going through the motions. Like you don't know what the results are going to be. And it's not personal necessarily against you that they don't want that help. It's just, you're doing right by them. And that's all you can do is your side, control your side, you know? And I even learning that. That's it. Yeah. That's what I can do. I give them my best and how they take it is up to them. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with it today. You know, um, like I said, I'm here for the people that's in need, the case managers and, and the people that don't see our good worth or just don't want to, you know, like I said, it's mostly our own kind that turns their back on mm. me or, you know, how could I say it? Um, they don't respect what I do, but they're here and they're working in the community, but they're not respecting or appreciating what I'm providing for their clients. And that's totally sad. Yeah. yeah Cause those, the case managers are only seeing, you know, the people that they're serving for what, like a, a few, you know, a, a very short period of time in that day, but you are there with them and in their home. Yeah, and right. seeing you know, the progress like, and yeah. Yeah. And seeing all right. the challenging things that come along with it, that the case manager doesn't see. Yeah. They are nine to five. Yeah. I'm a nine to nine. Yeah. So I'm waking them up breakfast. Come on down and get your meds. Let's take a shower for the day. I'm preparing the meals, you know, and I'm making sure that I shut it down and that they sleep. Mm -hmm. See, that's another thing with the uh, independent women boards. You have people that come out to us and they state to us, no, these people are supposed to have access to the refrigerator at all times. These people can come and go as they want. That's not structure. That's them living in their own place. Mm -hmm. My thing is, is that if they're coming to an independent room and board, there's supposed to be something going on to better their situation. Mm-hmm. They didn't already tried it that way and it didn't work. Yeah. Now let's try the independent room and board way, which is this is how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It. Let's see how it works for me. And the way I've been doing it has been working yeah. is everything is on a timely basis with mental health. It's about timing. Every timing is everything with them. Med- the medication has to be on time. The, the meals have to be on time. You know, everything is a time and basis with uh, the mental health. Something I did want to ask was, I mean, like you said, six years doing it on your own, but you know, plenty of years before that into it. Um, there are still a lot of struggles, obviously, like you said, people not understanding the work you do or getting the respect that, you know, you guys deserve. Has there been a little bit of a shift though, just with, in at least society, it seems like people want to talk about mental, you know, um, health and uh, like awareness of that. Has that helped at all with with any shining light compared to like when you first started six years ago compared to now? Or it's been a lot more talked about. Uh, I hear a lot of that on t- a lot of helping mental health on TV. Mm. Um, yeah, well, Gov- Governor Newsom and the mayors, London Breed. Um, it's a lot of talk. And, you know, San Francisco does a really lot for their community. And I like that. I mean, they place enough housing. They're helping the ones that are shooting drugs. They got another facility for them. San Francisco goes out and beyond for their people. And I want the Bay Area to do the same thing. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it's, it, we need help out here in Oakland as well. San Jose, Bay Area, period, is needed is really needed yeah i mean something that i i mean even listen to another podcast something that um the person on there was talking about was we need to focus more on the compassion rather than the comprehension too like i think a lot of times we want to understand yeah like we have to like oh well why does this person need all this help let's start with just helping them you know and and then Uh we can get into all that because like you said a lot of this is from childhood traumas and just things that you grew up with and you're not going to be able to yeah, unpack that get to the bottom yeah, of that. in like one interview. Like I'm sure you hear a little bit from the people that you house and then you get them in there and then you find out the whole story, you know, and right. it shouldn't be best. I, I get the story. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Helping and, first and asking questions later. You know, yeah. like we sometimes okay. the action needs to come first and we can figure right. out like what the underlying problem is later. Yeah. But if we're in a okay. position to help people, yeah. we should do it. Yeah. yeah. Like getting that second chance when, like you even said, you were able to get a second chance. Was there a lot of questions that went along with it or just people that were like, you know what? I can see that she needs this help. I'm going to give it to her. It wasn't like mm-hmm. that. Um, it ended up me being incarcerated and, and, and struggling with, uh, it took a long time because, mm-hmm. you know, I was battling with a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff within myself. And me coming into um, where I'm at today, it played a lot of uh, me being incarcerated and where I want to be in my life. And then I have my children and my grandchildren. It took a lot. Mm-hmm. It was very challenging in my life. And like I said, it was churches that I went to that was like, and it was the grace of God. It mm-hmm. was most mostly the grace of God that really lifted me up because I didn't get a lot of inspiration from people that I was expecting to give to me. Mm. It was coming from different, like uh, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Somebody might just walk up to me and just say something inspirational to me that made me kick back and go home and be like, wait wow. a minute, where'd that come from? Because it was all in my thoughts. You know what I mean? So uh, like I said, uh, it's all about where you want to go with mm-hmm. it. And I, I felt that I deserved because of where my life was before, I felt that I needed to give back, that mm. this is my need, this is my calling, this is what I'm here to do, is help these people that's crying out for help and ain't nobody paying them no attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, not sure if you would want to touch on this, but was there that moment or like, what was that thing in you that says, sw- that, that switch that said, you know, I, I want to give back, like I want to take back my life from, you know, like, like you said, you had your struggles, but was there a specific moment or interaction that kind of pushed you forward going this direction? The last time that I did, I was facing a lot of time mm-hmm. and um, I stayed prayed up and, and it just came to me. And let me tell you, I was home. I was, my children were staying in a home with me, her and my granddaughter. And um, we got into a falling out, my daughter's and I got into a fall. Now they packed up and they left. And I said, okay, that was the last time that uh, I was going to let them come back in the house because we was angry at mm-hmm. each other. From that point on, I called my girlfriend that was involved. She was already housing, you know, people, mental health and stuff. And I said, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So I had two extra bedrooms and I was living on the property. I said, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. She sent me two people. And from there, I went on. Wow. Uh, because she was the one that sent me into John George and, and Fairmont Hospital to do interviews. Mm. And uh, from there, I just, I moved it. Yeah. I mean, they've been going so fast. I can't even, everything has just been like the whirlwind, yeah. It's like moving fast. It's like, this is, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing here. You know? Yeah. I have to imagine that what you went through you know, all the other struggles, your own personal struggles just help you better to empathize with those who are going through similar things. You know, it's it's hard to, you know, for someone that has never faced hardships and and stuff like that to understand what someone's going through. You have to go through it to get to it. Mm. See, I've been through it. So that's why I can understand and relate to a lot of the people that come into my properties. You know, it's challenging Mm -hmm. dealing with different people and what they've experienced and what they've been through. And a lot of them, I don't even talk about it. If they don't come to me and discuss their issues, I don't involve myself Mm -hmm. with it. I just try to, you know, welcome them in to the most, the best of my ability is welcome them in, welcome it, welcoming Mm -hmm. them in and, uh, you know, just making them feel comfortable. Just being in a different setting and being through different room and boards is difficult enough mm-hmm. for one person. You know, being housed here, housed there, because people don't understand. They like if they not kick back, then I don't want them. But see, no, you gotta help them to get kicked back. Yeah. Make sure they take their mm-hmm. meds. See, a lot of room and boards don't make sure they take their meds. It doesn't matter to them. Yeah. I make sure. Hey, come get the meds. Mm-hmm. It's important for you today because that's how you're going to get through the day. And um, like I said, it works for yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important too. like we all have this past, but 
you're hearing the president trying to get them moving today, you know, and if they want to get more into what they've been through, you know, you'll be there for them as well. But I think that's the main thing is staying present and knowing, of course, they went through something. That's what brought them to you. Right. But now we're here now. Let's see what we can do. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times it's, you know, like you're talking to them. A lot of people are talking at them, you know, and that just happens to, you know, everyday people just on the street, you know, you talk condescending or you see people talking condescending to each other just on a daily basis, let alone when you have that other spot of like, oh, they need help. Like, well, I have to like dumb down everything to them or they don't know what I'm saying just because they're in that position, you know, and that's just not true. And of course, you're not going to get to know me if if you're not even really trying to. You're just asking these questions on a piece of paper rather than, you know, really right. want to know who I am. Yeah. And, and, and that's what happens is that the case managers is on paper. When they come into a home and you have the people that's working the home, the owners that are really in tune with the people, I'm in tune with all my people. Mm -hmm. I check all my properties on a daily, except the weekend, my off Mm -hmm. days, but I try to stay off. But uh, being the owner, I'm 24 hours on my phone, Mm -hmm. but just checking in with them, letting them know, hey, and also it's clean and sober. Clean and soberness in these properties is really an importance because a lot of them come in with addictions um, and trying to take medication. It's not going to work. Yeah, can't have those things It's like you're taking Seroquils and Trazodones. It's a battle. And, you know, um, that's another part that's very challenging that I'm dealing with too, you know. Um, But like I said, the structure part that I provide for my people it plays a big part because they already know. I'm like back in the day. Mm-hmm. If you want to use, you guys are adults. You can use in the streets. Yeah. Sober up and then you come home. And then we resume program. Yeah. You know, it's like it goes on in other houses and homes, but I'm not going to allow it to come into yeah. mine. I'm going to do it. Th- and you know what? It works. Yeah. Because I got people that whatever they do, they go out to the streets then they know they can come home and shower and kick back and they safe. That's the most yeah, big yeah. thing too, is their safetyness. Mm-hmm. And I try to make sure that each and every one is safe. Building that trust is huge. You know, like you said, some, yeah. some folks have had these inconsistent situations for so long, bouncing from home to home to the streets and whatnot. But if you can give mm-hmm. somebody a place where they feel safe and comfortable and make them feel like, you know, a part of the family that, yeah. It's important right. to feel like a, a part of something mm-hmm. you know, and not just another right. person out there. Right. Exactly. That's really, really big. And um, a lot of them, a lot of my people, it took a while for them to trust me, you yeah, know, and imagine. get to know me because I have some that's very extensive mental health mm-hmm. that's went to the hospital and was in the streets for months and they call for me. I want to go back to one Rose Divinity. Call Angelique. I want to go back. And that's really big to me because people think that because they're extensive that they don't know what's going on with them. Or you, these people know. Mm-hmm. They know when they're being mentally abused. They know, I don't care how extensive it is in their mental health status. They know when they're being treated well and when they're being mistreated. And I listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, that's really yeah. big. I mean, I, I think that's huge right there too, is the fact that like you said, people aren't going to just click and be able to do everything perfectly because no one's perfect anyway. So like you said, when they're ready right. to, to, you know, live in your space and do the routine that you work, that works for you, then you'll, you'll be there for them, you know, but cutting them off right. because they make a mistake or, you know, they don't want to follow every, isn't going to help them either, you know? And I mean, I think that mm. helps with your trust that you've been able to build with everyone. Right, right. Like I said, it's challenging. And I have a lot of people that come and go. But I got a lot of people that I work with today. I have over 60 people and I'm looking for more. Mm -hmm. I just opened up a new property on, like I said, 35th, a three bedroom, one bath, really beautiful. And um, I'm looking to put that, you know, people to come and find me and find these places that are good like this, that are clean. that have a lot of access, like transportation, Mm -hmm. the meals that are provided. That's really big because, you know, laundry service, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, It's big. 
I mean, that's all included in your rent. Yeah. And, and that's really big. Yeah, I think that's uh, so many th- part of it that's overlooked is just like you think it's making sure someone can take some meds. You know, it's like, no, they, there's so many things that we all need help with. And yeah, like that's why you're right. trying to able to provide that for everyone. Because when when I haven't struggled with finding a meal or if I haven't struggled to be able to do my laundry, of course, I forget that those things are still not just something everyone has. You know, it's not a luxury that everyone can just you know, know that they can come home wherever they want or whatever, you know, and then go and try to live that life, you know? Um, so having that, I'm sure is, you know, much bigger than people even realize. Right. And then, then we all only receiving SSI, how much are they yeah. getting and what could you get after you pay your rent? That's the thing right there is that, okay, you're getting nine ninety five. My rent is eight fifty, but look what all comes mm-hmm. with it. It comes with meals and everything, all the amenities that I do have. And then they still do have a little extra in their mm-hmm. pocket. I'm not trying to take all your money. All I want to be able to do is stay afloat. Yeah. And they take care of me and I take care of them. And that's how it rolls. Mutual respect. Right. Yeah. I think like right. you said, it kind of just helps with them, you know, th- those little things that maybe they, they couldn't have the choices they have help them yeah, to be able to make the next choices they can. Like, like you said, of, you know, being able to come in when they're ready to, or even that little bit of extra spending money just helps. Right. I'm, you know, when you're able to do those little yeah, things yeah. that, you know, cause that's another thing, even, you know, like dealing with homeless, you know, and we see it a lot. Like you see so many people that look down on them because you know, whatever, like, oh, I don't want to give them any money cause they're going to waste on this and this. It's like, you, you don't know what they're going through and like, you know, yeah, I mean, right. and, and to say, or even low income people to think that we don't deserve just a day to have fun. Like I should always be worried about making so much money. You know, it's just like, it's not the right way to do it. You know, right. like, right. Most definitely. Yeah, And sometimes food is not the only need. Sometimes people need like a nail clipper. Some yeah, soap. Just, yes. You know, like a, a, a gentleman right. came up to me at Lake Merritt the other day and he was telling me a story, you know, he was formerly incarcerated and he had a family, you know, and, and he was struggling right. and he's just like, Hey, I need to be able to do my laundry. I have a wife and a daughter and like our clothes are dirty and I, I can't have them just feeling this way. And, you know, I'm happy right. to, to give them yeah. enough money for a few loads of laundry, you know, cause sometimes right. that's well, what their yeah. need is. It's not always food. You're right about that. It could be numerous of things. And then you have to be careful too, because yeah. then you have the scare. Yeah, yeah, for yes, sure. For sure. And, you know, they come with a sad story and the yeah, baby. Yeah. But then, you know, um, like I said, um, I'm here to help the ones that really need mm-hmm. the help. And so when they ask me for money, I pass them a card because if you really need yes. assistance like that, I'll take your family yep. too. I'm, I'm taking whoever is in need and they really want to get off yeah, the like street. Yeah, this is what I can really do for you. Yeah. yeah. This is what I could do for yeah. you. But then, you know, I've helped the ones that were standing outside. They don't want to come in. They want to be outside. Yeah. I don't mind giving them five, ten dollars mm-hmm. to go get you something. Once I give it to you, you can do what you yeah, want. You've do made it. your decision. Long exactly. as I know that I did my yes. deed. Yeah. That's the most important yeah. thing is that you did your good deed mm-hmm. that you wanted to do from your heart for that day. Yeah, exactly. Like don't feel obligated, but if that day that person you spoke to them and that's what you decided to do. Yeah. And then like you said, their decisions after that are gonna be what it is, you know. Um totally up to yeah. them. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's just yeah, it, it's it's so many small things. Yeah. I mean any kind of business is hard, let alone you're helping the people that need the most help, right? Like I can only imagine how much, right. you know, that factors in. Um and I know recently like you mentioned a little bit, but you started the GoFundMe. Um, and can you touch a little bit more on like what what the purpose is and like what that's really going to help? Um, you know, because we're definitely going to link that to everybody that, uh, that listens to this and we'll make sure to you know, to support that. But yeah, if you want to just touch on it so the people know what, what the money and what the GoFundMe is about. So the GoFundMe is really strictly for the for the houses um, to benefit the units to upgrade because I want a commercial kitchen. I want a huge building that could provide for the assisted living level, uh, extensive mental health. I want something huge that uh, I can help multiple people 
more people, millions of people. And I'm looking for, like I said, the most important thing is assisted living. These people, once they go into these assisted living units, uh, they're put out once their Medi-Cal is mm. over and they're paying out of their Medi-Cal. And so the sad part is that where do these people go that's in wheelchairs? I don't provide the wheelchair services. So I would like to help the wheelchair mm. services. I want to help the, uh, what do you call that? Uh, when, you know, Alzheimer's, mm. because, you know, Alzheimer's, they, they wander yeah. off. But if I have, this building yeah, facilities, more was, staffing, you know, more staff, because I don't have staff. It's mm. just me and my son. We run the, the mm. business and my daughters, you know, so I want to be able to have staff members. I want to be able to, like I said, help yeah. millions. That's my goal yeah. is to help as many people as I can and provide the things that I don't have now. Yeah exercise room they need to exercise uh, you have women and men that's over 70 and they need yeah, to keep, keep your body moving heart, yes you know elevating mm -hmm. and movement yeah you know so i'm looking for my business to grow much mm -hmm. bigger yeah much and bigger. with the emphasis on keeping the cost low for the people that need it to be low you know like you be able to do what you need to do oh, and not charge them well yeah like being able to let them have that little extra at the end of the month if they can you know Right. Because like I said, assistant living, it, it was sad because I was taking care of a guy just maybe a few months ago and um, his sons were really involved, but he went through the dementia status and it grew and grew as he had been with me. And it started getting difficult because I had to give him showers. I had to make sure this man was together and I still had to take care of the other people. And the whole key of the matter was I had to let the man go. And I felt so bad because he was a good, yeah. good person. Yeah, you couldn't dedicate yes. all your time to one person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's timing because you still got to get the meals going. You got to get the medication time. It's yeah. like, and I couldn't do it. And I felt my heart went out to them because the family was like, what am I going to do? And the yeah. hospitals were trying to just send him anywhere. And it was like, it was sad. And yeah. I said, you know what I told him? I said, eventually I'm going to have an assistant living place and I'm going to call Four, for your yes. dad and I'll take care of your dad because he respected what I did to help his father as long as I did. Yeah. So yeah. from that point on, I said, I need an assistant living now. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to take care of those people too and be affordable at the same time. It won't just be about the medical. It'll yeah. be affordable for them. Well, Anson and I definitely both share in those aspirations and would like to do all that we can to get you there. Most definitely come out and check my units. I would love yeah. to yeah. come yeah. out yeah. and check and see what I do and, and yeah. you know, all that good stuff. Definitely, yeah. I mean, any 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 more ways we can get eyes or ears on what you're doing um, will only benefit. So, we'll yeah, definitely be doing I, I have that. time on my hands. I'm happy to volunteer to to help however I can. <laughs> I need it. I need it. <laughs> I only imagine. <laughs> and I'm gonna take you up. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you, I, you got me now. Yeah. I'm here. Well, like you, you said, you I mean, me. Yeah, like okay. I said, it takes it takes the village, right? So, yeah. I mean, takes a village, man. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. But Angelique, now is a good time that we can go into a segment that we like to call support quality. And we just want to ask you about something that has been quality in your life or your business lately. It could be a person, a place, a thing, a process. What's something that has brought quality to you lately? What has brought quality to me is myself, the people, my family and support groups. Are there any in particular that you'd like to, to call out and shine some light on? Anybody particular? My higher power. Most definitely, mm. I'm giving him all the grace. <laughs> nice. Off tops. Off tops. Beautiful. We're definitely going to spread the word about the GoFundMe and you know tap into our network to, to get you as much help as you can. But how else can we Thank expand you. your outreach of One Rose Unity? Sending me through the universe. Nice. <laughs> You have a, yeah. a website that you want to plug for everybody yeah. and all that. Yeah, let them know the website. And like I said, we'll link to GoFundMe. But where can they find out more about um, you and your services? Yeah. You go to onerosedivinity.com and awesome. you'll find me. And uh, also the GoFundMe page is there. And um, I'm just looking to help more people. 
I need more people, parolees, veterans. I want more people. Mm -hmm. I got plenty of space for them. Yeah, and we'll make sure to do that. We'll check out a property or two and, and hopefully get some vid there and let them know, you know, show people the services you provide. And Most definitely. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, we appreciate you yes, and all definitely. that you do for the community. Yeah. So thank it's, you so much. Yeah, it's thank definitely you for joining us today. Yeah, definitely a unique story we love. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Well, yeah, you guys can check out One Rose of Unity. And, uh, yeah. and we'll you can all that. Yeah, we are going to link that in the description of this podcast as always you can follow us at quality goods tv on instagram you can follow me personally at mr Beatty on instagram and i'm at pointless wonder on instagram as well and um yeah i'm sure you'll see us linking all this and all the story on there yeah. um and yeah support us support yeah. quality support yeah. one rose it's yeah. a community you know that exactly. there's a theme in this episode if, if there is one it's community definitely Yes, thank you again. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us on the weekend here. And I'm sure we will be talking to you again yeah. very oh, soon. Definitely. Absolutely. Until next time, be out. Peace.